Generation X Paranormal. We are live. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, technical difficulties. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for waiting. Um, again, sorry. We we uh, we thought we had it licked, and uh, we didn't. So there we go. But hey, we're here now. Um, thank you so much for, for coming to a live event. Um, you probably hear our dogs in the background. So, you know, that's the wonders of being live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Um, so obviously today we're talking about Dia de los Muertos, um, Day of the Dead. And I know there's a lot of, I guess just a lot of, of unknowns, at least with, unless you were watching a Disney movie, you know, um, <laughs> which I heard it's good. I know it's good. I've seen it, but, you know, learning, learning this, especially for me being a brown skinned man, learning it from Coco makes me feel <laughs> really terrible, um, but uh, unfortunately, that's it's what it is. But we're pretty excited because mm-hmm. we have Eric and Michelle Connor from We Believe to You, and um, they are going to set me straight at least at least to some <laughs> degree, anyway. But um, so yeah, um, so it's a two day. I'll go ahead and pitch it to you guys. What do you want to say, or what's the uh, what background do you want to give on the on the celebration? Uh, yeah, so it, it is actually, it starts the day before and actually could even, so in some places it even starts on Halloween. So, oh. and even further than that, because I actually had a friend send me um, a little printout or, you know, some messages where uh, you start, I believe it's on the 29th and then the 30th and then the 31st or the 1st, you start lighting candles um, for... For your on your altar, so because a big okay. thing is uh is the altar, which Michelle will get into in a little bit, uh. But yeah, the main days or the the actual Dia de los Muertos or Day of the Dead is November second, and uh, it is associated with like All Hallows Tide or All Hallows Mass, and that again encompasses All Hallows Eve, which is Halloween, then All Day Saint All Saints Day, sorry, which is November first, and then Day of the Dead or uh, All Souls Day which is uh, November the 2nd. And gotcha. uh, yeah, and, and usually, and in, in, in that's from the, those are from the Western, like Christian, Western Christianity, Western Christian cultures. Um, and uh, Dia de los Muertos is, while those can tend to be a little bit, a bit more solemn, this uh, Dia de los Muertos is a little bit more joyful. You're, it's a day where right. you celebrate uh, your loved ones uh, that have passed on. So a right. lot of times there's drinks involved there's food uh and usually set up the altars with it but again let michelle get into that um (laughs) there is some debate as to whether like uh because some say that that dia de los muertos originated in mexico um but there are some people uh from the mexican i n i n a h which is the instituto nacional de antropologia a historia. So it's uh, the inst- the National Institute of Anthropology and History. Uh, a couple people from there are saying that a lot, if not all, of Dia de los Muertos comes from medieval Europe or um, uh, what is it, Southern Catholic, uh, Catholic Southern Europe. 
Okay. Um, but there are people who claim that uh, the Aztecs, I believe, also had their their traditions that it was from November, sorry, October the 20th through the November 8th, where they would celebrate Gachoi, uh, I believe is what it is. And they would, um, they were celebrating, they were honoring the god of war, which was Mitzcoatl is the name of the god. So oh, okay. that's where the, the, the Mexican tradition um, comes in, where the, the, the in what they call in the hismo, which is the indigenous people, they say that it was there before the Spanish came and you know mm-hmm. tried to colonize them. But then, like with the Druids, uh, in the in you know the Celtic people and the Druids, they had their um on Halloween, Halloween where it was like this big, yeah, their Halloween celebration called is it was it so right? Or, Samhain. Samhain. Yeah, Samhain. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 uh. And then again, the Romans came in, started kind of taking over the, the 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 those territories, and then they brought in their traditions, and then they started mixing their traditions, and we just get this big old mishmash of, you know, of celebrations that start forming, you know, what we know today as as Day of the Dead or Dia de los Muertos. Right. That's uh that's really fascinating because. Again, I don't have as much knowledge of it, but to know it goes back, you know, to not just, mm-hmm. um, you know, mestizos or, or Latinos or anything like that, but there's there's kind of this celebration that happens in many different cultures, and it's yes. it's it's an ancient celebration. So it's it's I find it interesting that it's still somewhat new here in the U.S. I know it's not new for our culture, but at least at least as far as like mainstream goes, you know, as far as, uh, cause I know where I'm from Tucson, Arizona, we have ridiculous celebrations for it, but there's mm-hmm. a very heavy Latino community there. So, you know, you would, you would expect to see that, but you know, it, 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 I think just recently it's kind of made its way through, you know, middle of America and it's become, okay, there is another celebration and granted largely has to do, do with that movie. But, um, but yeah, I, I find that really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that may also have to do with people just wanting to reconnect with their cultures. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Because, yes. Uh, I mean, I know growing up, we didn't ever have a, an altar or an altar where we would, mm-hmm. you know, celebrate Day of the Dead. As, you know, I only started doing it last year with my wife. And this is the second year that we we set up an altar. Um, and I And I asked my parents today, did you guys ever because we never grew up i wanted to know if maybe they didn't grow up uh doing that either and both of them said that no that they like my mom said she celebrated halloween and my dad also told me that growing up he never remembers his mother setting up an altar or anything like that for day of the dead either so i mean it's something for even for us that was kind of like lost and it wasn't until like you said the movie uh coco came out Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. that maybe we started kind of having a little bit more interest or once I started going to Mexico and seeing my wife's family set up their little altar that I started becoming more interested in, in the topic, you know? Sure. No, that makes perfect sense. And I also wonder, you know, with Mexico, there's so much, you know, from one uh, territory to another one, you know, it, it can probably vary a lot between different parts of the culture within Mexico too. So, um, you know, even when like my ancestors came up, 
you know, they came up from like uh, Sierra Madres. And, um, you know, I'm sure there's all so many different things that were never carried to the U.S. that were celebrated back then. Now, my grandmother was huge curandera. She, I, I'm surprised we didn't celebrate Dia de los Muertos because she she often would have candles, much like what we have here. And she would have, like, we would go to um, San Javier Mission, and we would have, um, you know, there would always be uh, San Javier, which is kind of like... Um, is a big patron saint, and uh, he... It's like a Franciscan church. Yeah, Franciscan yeah. church. Mm -hmm. And they would put uh, candles, very big candelabra put together. And it, to me, I always said, well, I wonder why we never did have an ofrenda, because to me, that's what she was doing. She would take pictures of us. Like if you were sick or something, they would take a picture of you and put it with that candle. So mm. I always found that really interesting that um, that we didn't celebrate it. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like part of it, I obviously can't speak for everybody and, and whatnot, but I think, you know, part of it is a, a lot of our parents or families like came to the States and it was very much kind of ingrained, like, no, now you're in the States and you, you lose a little bit of your culture because you're trying to fit in. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And I think, you know, especially with a lot of the, what's going on in the world today, like a lot of people are wanting to, like you guys said, get back into the I, I know for, I'm like for me personally that's what it, what it was I'm like no I feel like I've lost so much of it already even just moving from Brownsville to Austin like mm -hmm. uh I can I can feel that loss of of culture and mm -hmm. so I'm like no I need to tap back into it and even though this isn't something that that we did growing up it's I think a beautiful um you know ceremony and a beautiful celebration yeah. and so many people are afraid of death this is a beautiful mm -hmm. way to celebrate life you know like death is going to happen it's inevitable right we yes, all pass mm -hmm. but uh instead of you know being sad and mourning we we can celebrate and and be happy for the time that we did have with our loved ones and stuff so for sure um yeah it's great yeah. yeah so uh was that it eric as far as the the history like a quick little snapshot yeah, just uh, that's like a real quick snapshot. Yeah. I mean, of, we could, pro of we what could it probably is, be yeah. here for hours, really covering oh, yeah. just the history of it. <laughs> Definitely, sure. yeah. So, Michelle, did you want to kind of give us a kind of what you found with the altar, kind of how you, you know, what you found information about? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, one of the one of the things that I'm sure I feel like is kind of the staple of the, you know, the other los muertos is the calaveras. So, like the skull right behind you guys. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the skull with brightly colored flowers and things like that, designs all over them. Um, for me personally, like it was always, I mean, I haven't always loved skulls as much as I do now, but mm -hmm. I feel like having grown up, you know, Latina, a lot of people symbolize skulls with death where I'm like, but they're so beautiful. They're covered in flowers right. and bright colors. Like it's not, I don't know, maybe that kind of eased the, the scariness factor for me <laughs> growing up. Yeah. But um, so you'll see those calaveras, um, you know, whether it's the makeup or actual sugar skulls um, that are made with uh, granulated sugar, meringue powder, some water. So it gets like, like sand-like uh, texture. And then they'll mm -hmm. go back over and decorate with icing. And it's kind of just like a sweet treat for, for your loved ones or, you know, for children during celebration to, to enjoy. Um and then you, you know, 
you also have it, I think, in your little mini altar back there is the, the marigolds or the sempasuchil. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's often referred to as the flowers of the dead or flor de muerto. And it's believed that the scent of the, because I don't know if you guys have ever smelled them, but they're pretty pungent. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Supposed to plant them in your garden to keep the bugs away. Yeah. yeah. So really? exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, it's believed that the the bright orange blooms help attract the souls to the altar. Um, and then it, it's kind of like a multiple. Like you want to have all the elements, so you also have a uh, papel picado or like perforated paper. You might have seen mm-hmm. like they're usually like banners. Uh, yeah, it used to all be done by hand. I know me personally. I'm just like I'm just gonna buy that because <laughs> kind of looks like when you like uh, cut out a snowflake with the paper. That's yeah, that's always what I always thought it looked like too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's super similar, but that's supposed to represent air, um, and it's believed that the holes are a way to allow the souls to travel through and visit. Uh, and it's also believed that the delicate nature of the paper is symbolic of the fragility of life, which, I mean, wow. it's pretty on point. It's interesting. <laughs> That's really deep. What? Yeah. Right? It's... I mean, just looking at it, you would never think that there's so much depth to the decorations and stuff. You know, you think yeah. just, oh, they just put that up, you know. So, yeah, I, li- yeah, I like that. And yeah. I've always thought a skull is, it is what you say. It is, you know, it. When we pass, it's one of the things that we leave. But I think it's also a sim. Uh, it's a symbol of how I don't know how much beauty can be in our human form. Because if you think about it, a skull is kind of the ultimate in symmetrical. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's almost like the the perfection behind it says something about us as humanity. I, I don't know. That's always been my feeling with the skull. Is that yeah? Granted, it's it can be a bit macabre if you want it to be, but you know it. it it just, it's so perfect. You know, when you go right down to it, it, it houses us, you know, at least with the, the physicality of the brain and all that stuff, but, but it's perfectly symmetrical and yeah. I find so much beauty in that. Now, mm-hmm. granted, when they look at my skull, it's probably not, not so symmetrical, who knows, <laughs> but, but for the most part, I think it probably is, but, yeah. uh, no, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing I take from it is like, Sorry, Michelle. Go ahead. <laughs> oh no, no, I was I was just gonna keep going with what else is usually on the altar, but no, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say is like I think in America we're not really introduced to death at an early age. You know, usually your parents keep you home from funerals, stuff like that, and so mm-hmm. when you get to be a teenager and adult, you're so afraid of death by that point that we can't really accept it, and I think it's worse for us. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas any of these other cultures, they celebrate celebrate it in a way you know they honor their ancestors and it's just a part of life mm-hmm. whereas yeah. i don't think we get that here yeah, yeah. well I, I thought agree. it was super interesting mm-hmm. yeah when when i did the deep dive on uh ouija boards that i mean they're like they're a whole they're doing like basically sunday school but they were holding seances and doing ouija board activities with children because the death was so especially mm. back in the day like everyone was dying whether it was disease or war right. Right. um so it was nothing new it was a part of life a part of life the people had living rooms they also like that also second as mm-hmm. death rooms mm-hmm. like that's where they would you know show their lost loved ones and stuff so uh i definitely i feel like i've had this conversation multiple times especially recently uh, i feel like my grandmother's passing kind of yeah made me really think about death and and that it's 
I guess a different way of thinking about it instead of being afraid of it, kind of not welcoming it either per se, but being okay with it and just understanding that it is, you know, life is a cycle, just another cycle. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's not as scary anymore. I I quote a very famous or very favorite famous character of mine from the office, Stanley. He says, I'm okay with the logic of it. I don't know if I'm okay with it. (laughs) 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 Well, and I, I think, you know, for most of us, when we lose that person that's close to us for the first time, yeah. That definitely changes our outlook on it because then it's, I mean, you don't want them gone, but especially if they've been suffering before, you, you know, you accept mm-hmm. that they had to go and yeah. it's better for them in that way. And you mm-hmm. can, you're not as scared of it, you know, and the, and the thought of them possibly reaching out to you, you're not frightened that way. You, you long for that. Right. You mm-hmm. want to hear from them. And I think that's a, you know, a big thing that happens for most of us. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So what okay. else did you find, or what else is usually on an altar? Yeah, so you usually also have a pan de muerto, which is a soft and sweet bread that's designed um, in a circle that's supposed to represent the skull. And then, uh, mm. like, I guess limbs, basically, that are supposed to mimic mm-hmm. the cro- like skull and crossbones, basically. Um, I guess oh, okay. there's... Okay. It's, uh, also seen it in different ways so i think this is probably maybe one of those like regional things where people kind of do it differently um i literally just had a bagel so i put out a bagel <laughs> because i didn't have good idea <laughs> them for sure it's an everything bagel so it was a little more you know tasty mm-hmm. but flavorful um but yeah so you also try to include things that uh or sorry the other important thing would be um salt which is it doesn't make sense to me, but it's supposed to help quench the thirst of the souls. Um, salt is hmm. let, uh, hmm. set out in the pattern of the cross, and it's so that the soul won't be corrupted. Um, and he says it also helps purify them. And if you're okay. any sort of witchy, you know, salt is, like, good for protection and everything, too. So, yeah, I have heard of that. But, yeah, yeah the quenching the thirst. That's interesting. It, well, you know, it makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, they say sometimes if you put salt in water, there's like an electrolyte boost mm-hmm. in that. So maybe yeah. that's that's we'll bring them back, help bring them yeah. back. Um, yeah, maybe at least nourish them. Yeah, possibly. And you can definitely also set out like other. Well, I you know water. Um, I put out coffee because I know that my uh, grandmother loved coffee, and and so did my grandfather. Um, and obviously, the most important thing too would be uh, photos, right? Photos of the your lost mm-hmm. loved ones. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to think if I missed anything. Eric, did I miss anything? Um, I think sometimes instead of salt, you can also use uh, what they call cal, or I think is it's lye in English. Mm. Um, okay. So okay. I think they could use that instead of the salt if you you know. But yeah, it's lye is like a compound. like a fat like they yeah. used to make soap out of it. Right. So it's very acidic though. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's uh. That's pretty amazing. You know, was that was that it for the altar anyway? Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much. Yeah. You can also just put things, you know, that your loved ones like. Like if it usually if a child has passed and you'll put out toys or, you know, if they like a specific type of mezcal or something, you can put that out. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think it, it kind of is just dependent on I, I added a whole bunch of crystals because I had a whole bunch and I did one that represented, you know, all of my lost family members and. Um, oh, 
cannot uh, forget about the candles. Always have to have candles, right. preferably mm-hmm. white as well. So, right. Yeah. Uh, so, like for example, I put out uh, some of my grandmother's CDs that she had in her car that she that she you know passed on to me. So we put those out for her. Uh, my wife's grandfather liked his tequila, so uh, one of his favorite brands was Jimador. So we put that out for him. Oh, uh, coffee out, uh, a little mm-hmm. mini Coke because uh, my wife's grandfather liked Coke. Uh, an apple soda for her grandmother and uh, just a little fun fact uh, they actually say or this is a supposed uh, something I guess a myth or one of the things they say about the food that you put out uh, is that once you put that food out and after the the day the you know the day has passed that that food is now calorie free Mm. because your 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 loved ones come and they they take the nourishment from that food. It's no longer, it's got no nutritional value, I guess, or no, no calories, no nutrition or anything. So yeah. That's so you'd interesting. Be eating bro. it we'll and you'd be Get a big nothing. old table. I was yeah. going to say, pack it full of the good stuff. I missed that memo. A bunch memo. of bowls of ice cream up there. Yeah. And stuff. <laughs> I was thinking a whole wow. cake. I'm like, yeah, it's for you guys. And then <laughs> yeah. just eat it later. I can, I can I put down pizza. that bottle. Yeah. 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 yeah right? Yeah, take down true. that bottle and a, no effects. No yeah. calories. No effects. Hey, zero calories. <laughs> no alcohol. That's awesome. Oh, That's man. interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So what, what we have today, um, now we didn't do the full ofrenda. Um, I think that's something we do want to do kind of moving forward. Um, well, we last year I set up just pictures right. of all mm-hmm. of our loved ones that had passed um, on this wooden tree that we had, yep. um, but no like offerings. Obviously, I don't know that much about that that part mm-hmm. of it, but yeah. But we set out, so you might guys might get a, get a kind of some fun out of this. So um, I think we're kind of offering for a few different uh, loved ones here. For me... Uh, the beer. So I lost my dad at a very early age and, um, I'll try not to get choked up, but, uh, he, he loved, he loved to have a beer, you know, <laughs> we'd all have a good celebration. And, and I always remember, gosh, birthdays, all the celebrations, you know, we could throw a few back. My dad and I, he's my best friend. So, um, you know, when he passed, um, that was kind of the thing a lot of us did. We all got together and add a few beers for dad. So th- that's for dad. Now, what's interesting is it's kind of playing double duty because mi abuela, she she would also do that with us. So this <laughs> is kind of for both of them. Um, nice. I'm not going to say we're alcoholics or anything, but, <laughs> but you know, we, we, we'd have some fun. So um, that's kind of there for, for my loved ones. Um, do you want to? Well, this kind of covers my entire family. We have some <laughs> chocolate chips here. Um, Just chocolate is king in my entire family, both sides. Um, My dad loved it. Um, My grandfather's, you know, basically everybody. And then um, I lost my aunt this year, which we've previously talked about that. And she loves sunflowers, so that's sunflowers for her. But I think we didn't do the pictures just because, I don't know. It's a personal thing. It's a bit personal. And, and, you know, we're still trying to figure out how we want to put everything together. But that's kind of what we have for our for our offerings today. Um, mm-hmm. So we hadn't really had a whole lot of, uh, of user or user. Wow. Talk about work, work stuck <laughs> in my brain. A lot of <laughs> listeners and a lot of viewers uh, write in, which is fine. That that's perfectly okay. But um, I'll go ahead and, and I kind of wanted to start talking a little bit about 
you know, kind well, of let's, we let's tell oh. them that so that they can, you oh, yeah, can yeah, use yeah. the chat yeah yeah and tell us a story we can read it we don't have to use your name Mm-mm. um and you can email us at info at gx paranormal or there is a link and i think you included it there. yeah you it's can in click the on, description you can come on video mm-hmm. and speak to us and tell us your story if yeah. you would like join us in the madness <laughs> <laughs> but um so yeah i'll go ahead and kind of kind of start off with with kind of what the experience i'll be honest with you i had a lot of experiences but I think these two, I'm going to have one for myself and one for my mom, um, really, really profound. Um, so as I mentioned, I lost my dad when I was 27 and it was, it was pretty devastating for the entire family. He was kind of the, he was kind of the spark plug of the whole family. Um, yeah, yeah, it's kind of, it, it was a tragic loss for us all as anybody would have if they lose a parent, but, um, it, it hit us all really, really hard at the, at the timing. He'd been sick for a while, so we knew you know, we always maintain hope, but we knew that there was a possibility that it was going to go that way, and fortunately it did, but this was 22 years ago, so kind of gives you an idea how old I am, but uh, um, so yeah, what was, what was one of the, I guess the first thing is we had his memorial. Now, my father, he, uh, he was a teacher, so there was, there was a lot of people there. He's kind of one of the, he was a very well-known man in his community. So we, we kind of left it open for the families if they wanted to bring his kids that were in his classroom to come to his wake. We're absolutely okay with that and with his funeral services. And we just didn't want to say you had to be there, but, you know, because, you know, it was the death of a, of a teacher. So we weren't sure how they were going to react to that. But, man, they showed up. There was probably, gosh, I have a sign-in book that's full. I mean, I got to say for a room that probably could fit 20, there was at least 50 people. There's standing room. They're actually outside just to be there. So it was very touching. And one of the things I wanted to do is I kind of wanted to show, show something alive that they could kind of identify with him. So we'd gotten a dove to release. And, uh, so, you know, of course it was, it was very difficult. You know, we were, we went through the services and we asked everybody to meet us outside and, um, sorry. Um, so as everybody was around, we let the, the dove go. And typically these things fly off and they do what the, you know, they do what the birds do. Not this one. So I used it as a symbolic gesture that this is my dad and we're releasing him so that he can be free. And instead of flying away, that dove flew right to the nearest tree, turned around and just looked at all of us oh. and just kind of kept wow. kind of, just kind of like staring at us. Almost like taking a beat, looked around, then flew off. That right there devastated myself and a lot of people that day. That was really difficult. But um, another time, and I've got just a couple, but um, my dad had been passed now for about a year at this point, and I was in the military, and I was just rotating out. And when I got out, I ended up uh, moving my grandmother in with me. Because he was actually, he, he had her living with him and he was kind of her caretaker and everything too. And so I, I assumed that role and, you know, especially with our culture, we don't, you know, we're very much so, and I'm sure you guys understand, you know, doing the whole, you know, assisted living and all that stuff. That's very last straw for us, or at least for my family. We just don't do that. So I assume that, that role and, uh, sorry, I'm a little breathy, a little, a little choked up, but, um. So we had moved in and we didn't have a whole lot of furniture and, and there was a, there was a desk I needed a desk for my computer. 
So I went to Walmart and bought one of those cheap desks, you know, that you put together and bust all your knee, your knuckles with. And <laughs> anyway, so I'm, I'm in our kind of our hallway because our two rooms were on one side and it was just too much of a pain to try to put certain parts together in the room. So I have it kind of out in the hallway and we had just moved in and I'm putting this thing together and I got that, that sensation that, and I was alone at that time. My grandmother wasn't there. She was actually, I think, visiting one of her relatives and I just like, okay, I know I'm not alone. I'm just going to kind of keep going. And as I did, I just got this. It wasn't a bad feeling. It was just, I knew I wasn't alone. When I looked over, I could see where some of the light had kind of been blocked out by something, almost like a black mass, but not entirely. Mm. And I'm like, okay, deep breath. I just kind of kept going. And then I, if you couldn't hear sound, I actually sensed it. I could hear this rush of wind coming towards me. The scariest thing I've ever had experienced in my life. And when I looked over, now I don't know for sure, but it sure felt like it moved right through me. And when it did, it was like an instant, okay, I was calm. I, f I feel like I felt him move through me because I had kind of taken, you know, stepped up, done the thing that I was supposed to do. And I brought my grandmother there and he wanted me to know that. So... That was, uh, that was my two. And then my mom, the day he passed away, my mom and my dad had separated for many years. They were very, very close still. But um, when she was asleep, the day that he passed away that evening, she said there was definitely a, a presence. There was a black mass that kind of made her feel okay, but she definitely knew it was, it was him. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, that was, that was where I definitely had that. I feel like that's where he was able to reach back out to me. Mm -hmm. And if I, if I, if anybody out there knew my dad, that whole rushing to scare the heck out of me is perfectly on point for him. <laughs> <laughs> so anybody that knew that was probably could get a good laugh out of that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that, that is one of now, to be honest with you, there's not a day that goes by. I don't think about him, and there's not a moment that I don't wonder if I don't turn around and see him. And when I look in the mirror, I see him every single day. So it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, you know, it's just one of those things, but uh, but yeah, that's that was kind of my my first, not first, but my my loved one coming back that I kind of wanted to share. Yeah, I've I've definitely heard you know other people who have lost loved ones that that overwhelming like sense of peace that you mentioned um, that when mm. you're just like feeling overwhelmed or you know just feeling kind of emotional or just really missing that person all of a sudden yeah like they feel a presence and then they're just calm and all that yeah goes away so I, I that's beautiful and i can imagine you know especially being losing your your father it's just the emotions are higher there yeah. kind of thing they were and it's definitely um like I said, it's pretty on point with what he would do. And I just, I did. And it was, I was young and I was confused. A lot of stuff going on in my life at that time. Um, and this is no big surprise, but I had a previous wife. And at that particular time we had, we had split up and my whole life was in upheaval. Mm -hmm. So being there, I kind of just felt lost. Yeah. So when he did that, and I'm always going to say it was him, but when he did that, I felt like I'm good. I did the right thing. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> well, he 
we, I never knew him. Okay, so we got married way after mm-hmm. um, he passed away. Um, but we had moved out to Arizona to actually take care of his grandmother for the last few years of her life. And I remember we had just moved into this house, and I was hanging up pictures, and I happened to have a f- picture frame with his dad's photo in it. I was hanging it on the wall. And I'd bent over to pick up the hammer or something. I don't really remember. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw like a shadow, like peeking around the corner of the wall. And, (laughs) you know, at that time I attributed it to like, I was just standing up, you know, and I got really dizzy, Mm -hmm. but it was like, it was a black shadow and I hung it on the wall, everything. I just remember feeling off. But that night, then I had a dream about his father. And I was sitting in in a house. Do you remember me telling mm-hmm. you this? Yeah. In a house. And he just walked in. He didn't even say anything to me. And he just kind of like waved huh. and then turned around and walked out like he, he was just introducing himself to me yeah. because we never got to meet. Yeah. And so I, I've always carried that with me that he accepted me, I guess, <laughs> as, yeah. as the wife. Yeah. Um, he did. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. So he definitely made his presence known to me. And that that again would be pretty on brand for him. That'd be the kind of thing he'd do. Mm-hmm. That's adorable. I love that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It, it it's hard. It, you know, it's one of those where, and I'm pretty sure that's why a lot of people maybe didn't share right away because it it is pretty difficult to talk about some of that. It is. But um. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Ooh. I'm well, emotional. We'll, we'll we'll turn something <laughs> over to one of you guys if there's something you want to share, and we'll just go back and forth, I guess, if you want. Oh. No, I was just going to say, I, I I think since my grandmother's passed, I've been wanting to have, I don't know, her come to me in my dreams or just mm-hmm. have that. Well, no, you know what? I, there was this one time that I was driving that I could have sworn she was like sitting next to me because um, I used to work night shift. So I used to um, always come back. You know, at one point I was working like 14 hour shifts uh, on like two or three hours of sleep. And since my uh, she was living with my dad at the time and and him and his wife worked uh, out of in the, you know, in Westlaco or sorry, they work in the upper valley and we live in the the lower valley of where we live. I would go visit her when I would get out of work and I'd be there with, with her for a while. And she would always tell me that she wanted, you know, that she was praying for me. So when I'm driving home, because she knows that I'm exhausted, this and that. And I remember recently I worked days now and I was driving home, but for some reason, I think I hadn't slept well the night before. So I was super tired and I felt like I was dozing on my way home. And then all of a sudden it was dark out of the corner of my eye. I, and I, and I even felt like a presence of somebody sitting next to me in the car. And when I kind of got the peek out of the corner of my eye, I almost saw like my grandmother's silhouette sitting next to me in the, in the car. So it was, that was, that's been like the only time. I think the other thing too, is like when she, there was a point where she was very sick in the hospital and, um, Ooh, as- <laughs> yeah oh, uh she was very sick in the hospital and uh she came i think she I, I, that's what i feel like she came to visit both of us in our dreams and based off of our reactions uh i think she was like all right well i can't leave yet and i and i always feel like 
because of the way we reacted at that point, she was just like, eh, I'm probably not going to come see you guys because I don't want you <laughs> crying over me. But, uh, yeah. That was that was a, the big thing about my grandmother. Like, man, she was tough as nails. Um, and I remember visiting her in the hospital once and her... I just immediately started crying upon seeing her, and she's like, I don't want you in here if you're going to cry. I was like, oh, okay, never mind. I'm not crying. Uh, so, like, that that was her. <laughs> crying, she just, crying. yeah, she just was a very tough woman and, like, very strong and expected <laughs> the same and, like, for us not to be, like, sad over her, basically. But I feel like for me, or sorry, Eric, were you done with your experiences? Oh, <laughs> I mean, it was... No, I I was gonna let you jump in because, uh, and then I could tell my together. other little yeah, it ties together. Yeah, so yeah. I was just gonna I mean, go ahead and let you go. Yeah, I I think that like I kind of have a, a few also, but this experience that Eric just brought up, um, I feel like set a standard for what we expected for like afterlife visit, and the fact that we haven't gotten that we're <laughs> slightly disappointed, yeah. but. Um, so yeah, basically she, she had been in the hospital for, for months, uh, and it was in, in the uh, beginning of the pandemic, I believe, or middle of it. So we couldn't go visit her. Yeah, It was right. So, at, it was right when it started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was a lot of, you know, we could FaceTime her when she was feeling well and, and, but she got to a point where she was, you know, pretty unwell to the point that they're saying like, all right, we'll start making plans for the end kind of thing. Um, and we'll obviously we're all really struggling with that and so anyway one night i go to sleep uh it's every other night nothing new and then all of a sudden i realize uh in that i'm dreaming and i'm in a different space like everything's black but not like a scary black it's just empty and then i see this tiny little light start to get brighter and brighter and i see and i'm gonna try and say this without getting emotional because it always gets me very emotional uh but the light starts getting brighter and I see the silhouette and I hear this woman's voice uh, saying something over and over. Um, and as the light gets brighter, the silhouette kind of gets clearer. And I realize that it's the Virgin Mary. And my grandmother was very Catholic. So it, you know, made sense or I recognized her. And the moment that in my dream, I was like, oh, it's the Virgin Mary. I literally felt like I got yanked out of my body. Um because I then got pulled like that bright light had completely filled the space at this point. And it was almost like like a super foggy day or like if someone dragged you through a cloud where you can feel like the mist like on your face and stuff and the air. Uh, so I feel like I, I get yanked out of my body. That happens for like a few seconds. And then I'm back in my bedroom and I'm awake. And I was like, well, that was a weird dream. And then all of a sudden my uh, bedroom door opens and my grandma walks through clear as day like it's nighttime in my room just like how I had fallen asleep and she walks in and I I'm not even processing that she's walking into my bedroom while I'm awake because she's not she's like six hours away and I'm like oh my gosh grandma I can't wait to tell you like I just saw the Virgin Mary like I'm so excited to tell her because again she's so Catholic she would be excited to hear that and she walks uh over to the other side of my bed sits down I can feel like the bed you know move and everything and um she's not like really responding to me and she finally just kind of puts her finger up like shut up (laughs) like be quiet (laughs) and so I'm like okay like what and she literally didn't even say anything it was almost whether it was telepathically or just by her the look on her face um 
But the message that I got was, I'm tired, that she was tired. And I knew where she was going to go with that. So I just immediately, like, I had grabbed her hand and I put it up against my face and I could feel like the coolness of her skin, like the softness of her hand, like everything, you know, was real. It was super real. And so I just start crying and I'm like, no, 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 like you can't no, like I am now. And, uh, and then she just kind of like, not was annoyed, but was like, like kind of annoyed. Uh, and then pushed on my chest and pushed me back. I feel like back into my body because the moment I fell backwards, I like woke up for real this time and was like, holy shit. And then, sorry, holy crap. And then just started (laughs) sobbing. Uh, and we're past the 30, we're past the 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was doing so good too. Um, but yeah, so, so I, we, I had that experience and then, uh, and then Eric, I felt crazy and I thought it was just a dream until, yeah, Eric had an experience as well. Yeah. Um, so before I, I share my part of the story, uh, I want, I also want to say that a few days before she actually passed away, the last conversation that I had with her while she was in the hospital was like, they, these weren't her last words to me, but this is one of the last things like beginnings of a conversation that we had that day was I'm tired and I feel like I'm disappointing you guys. And I like, so when Michelle said that right now, like it just, it, it reminded me of like the last you know, day that I saw her and her telling me that she was just, she was tired because like this, like Michelle said, this woman had gone through so much since the start of the pandemic. Yeah. In life in general, but at the beginning of the pandemic, she was in the hospital. um, And then she ended up being in the hospital. Like we, I think we got to see her for like two weeks before they ended up shutting down hospitals because it was like at the beginning or middle of March, so they shut everything down. Uh, she was doing not well in the hospital to begin with, but then just us having gone, she ended up in the hospital for about three months. Uh, she was ended up intubated for about a, a 10 days, which is the max they allowed her to be intubated. So then they ended up having to uh, put a tracheostomy in, which is basically they, you know, they put a hole in your trachea, they put a tube down there and that's how you breathe. And she was on a ventilator cause she wasn't breathing on her own. Um, so she was going through all of this by herself without us being able to be by her side. Like Michelle said, the most we could do is FaceTime her, you know, and speak to her through the phone. And then she can't really speak to us and she would get frustrated because she has a trach in her throat. So she can't really speak. So like, a lot of times we would be talking to her and she would just hang up on us, but not because she was mad at us. Yeah. It was just out of frustration of not being able to communicate. So I I say that I say all that because it it, kind of leads up into my story where before she was sick, when she was still living on her own or with, you know, in her own house, she would drive herself. That was like one of her biggest things. Like she was super independent uh, she was. She worked until literally until the day she was uh, placed in the into the hospital for her. You know, have her surgery for her cancer. She also went through. Like I said, she went through everything. So she was super independent. 
and there was a couple times where she would she kind of just showed up at my house and then we would look out the window and my grandmother was there pulling up in in her car and she'd be walking up the stairs and knock on the door so i'm dreaming and in my dream uh I look out the window and I see my grandmother and I'm like, wait, what is she doing? She's supposed to be in the hospital. So I go to answer the door and she just looks like I open it and she doesn't even say anything. The first thing I tell her is, what are you doing here? Like, I thought you were in the hospital and uh, she still didn't say anything. And I just dropped to my knees and I start crying because I knew everything that she was going through. And to see her standing there the way I had seen her before, like, and it felt so real. You know what I mean? Like, it, it felt like I was actually there and that she was, you know, that I was hugging her, you know. And she kind of just, I can't remember now if she said anything to me, but I remember her just kind of like pushing me off. And then I snapped awake. And and again, like, it almost felt, yeah, it almost felt like she was like, okay, these guys are not ready for me to go yet. So <laughs> mm-hmm. she like push this out of these like what probably would have yeah what would have been her final visitations to us and was just like well I, I guess I can't go yet you know and she came back and and she got literally off the from that point yeah after those everything just started after happening that, and she wow. and we got another what year with her like yeah, she, another year. she came home shortly after and I, I, I really do truly think that it was like a she was going to try and say goodbye and we we're both like, nah, she's like, oh, fine. And I mean, she did always say to like <laughs> all, everything, all the treatments, all the surgeries, every, all these visits, doctor's visits that she did. She always said that she did it for her family. Like she did it for mm-hmm. us because, um, you yeah. know, had it been completely up to her, she would have been like, you know, forget this. Like I'm over it. But, you know, she she yeah. fought. She fought really hard. And just to give you an idea as well, when she passed, obviously my sister's in Austin. Uh, I was going out of town to Houston that weekend. So I was, you know, not saying my goodbyes. Like I was just saying, like making sure she was good before I left. And then that's when she comes with the, you know, I'm tired and I don't want to disappoint you guys. So uh, I basically told her, you know, Okay. I didn't tell her that it was okay to, you know, to right. go, but I told her that she's suffered enough and that, you know, if she's feel if she felt tired, it was okay, you know, that we like we understood and I was speaking for my family at in at that moment, but in a way it was kind of selfish for me. It, like it was a selfish way of me being like, look, I just if you need to go, like you can go because I'm just tired, like I like I don't want to see you suffering anymore. You know, and so I was out of town. I I was in Houston. My dad was on call outside of the city. So she decided to go when none of us could be around her. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Mm -hmm. or none like because she knew it was going to kill us if we had to be there by her side when she left. Absolutely. So I think she decided to do go out on her own terms. And, you know, and by that, I mean, like when none of us were around to, you know, to be there with her. She sure. did have her daughter-in-law there with her, but, uh, yeah. but, you know, I mean, in the hospital the day before, she ended up passing in the nursing home. So literally by herself in the nursing home, because at that point, 
She was in the nursing home because she had just had her second hip surgery within a couple of months. So that was the only reason she was in a nursing home at that point. Because uh, besides that, yeah, it was anytime she was in a nursing home or any kind of facility like that, it was for recovery only because that was what the doctors needed. And then as soon as she was done getting, you know, recovering there, she was back home, you know, at my dad's house, you know, so yeah. That's uh thank you guys. That's the similarities and yeah. experiences too. Yeah. It's just crazy. I think it was days yeah. apart too. Yeah. Like both of our experiences I think were two, days two apart. Days apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, I Well, it happens in dreams so many. I mean, yeah. I've got my own experiences with dreams. They come in dreams. Mm-hmm. Well, it kind of falls a little in line too with with what we're talking about today is that I think when you're dreaming, that veil gets thinned out a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, and and there is an opportunity, I think, to and maybe to we're talk. more we're not as scared in our dreams. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like we're I don't know how our our subconscious works that way, but right, we're but, more accepting of seeing them. We're not yeah. like, hey, you're not supposed to be here. You yeah. know? Exactly. Yeah. You don't think about that till you wake up. Yeah. One of the realness oh, maybe of that's it. why. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, there is that surrealness of having to go through the, all that. And I get the fact because we were really rapidly approaching a point with my grandmother that I wasn't going to be able to care for her anymore. She was she was having issue with dementia. And we're like, well, I mean, what are we going to do? You know, I just I don't want to leave her. But there would be times where she forget to leave the, the or turn the stove off and. Yeah. You know, those sort of things. And I remember having a conversation with my mom several times, like, well, I'm not sure what to do. And we had started having that talk and it wasn't that far after that. Remember where, um, she got, she had, she ended up passing a colon cancer. And, um, I think it wasn't too far before that we ended up, um, putting her in a home, but it wasn't, it wasn't very long. I mean, well, that was before we met. Yeah. But yeah. she hadn't been in for, I mean, maybe a year mm-hmm. i don't know it wasn't very long but it, it was only due to the dementia yeah so. yeah mm-hmm. oh. whoa yeah. okay No, it's an emotional <laughs> it's emotional listening to their stories and yours and now i've got to try <laughs> to get through this it's not a gauntlet <laughs> i promise <laughs> i know <laughs> so my dad passed five years ago about five and a half years ago and it was unexpected it happened very fast and he was in the hospital only what three days and he was there with me for this um yeah so he passed and then that night we went back to the hospital because it was out of town from where we live and so we were in a hotel um we had gotten from us and my brother and sister and we were asleep and we woke up all of us which is weird at the same time so four people Mm-hmm. at the same time woke up and there were these lights shooting across the ceiling what? and like down the wall. Yeah, it was wild. And him and my brother both kind of sat up out of bed and were like, what is that? But then, you know, you're in the, like in that half asleep, half awake and you just kind of go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, at the time I remember just thinking, oh, it's, it's like a car headlights or something coming through the window. You know, you just think that Mm -hmm. because the hotels have the big windows, but weren't we on the, like, we were really high high up for Mm -hmm. one. Everything was drawn. You know, all the shades were drawn because I can't sleep with any light. Nope. 
I think we've spoke about this before. <laughs> so I definitely knew it wasn't that. It was just really strange. And the next morning when we all woke up, we started talking about it. Yeah. How these lights all like shot across the ceiling. And he had passed at about 530 that evening. Mm. And so this was probably about like what, one o'clock in the morning? Yeah, it was about or one or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it seems to be on my dad's side of the family. His sister passed before that. Grandparents and it seems to be like every single one of them, there's some association with lights yeah. that my family members see yeah. after they pass, which is is really strange. Like yeah, they use lights. It's very interesting. To yeah. communicate. I know my aunt, um, when she passed, her husband would go out of the front of the house and he would walk down to the street lamp and talk to her. And it would only come on. And go off because I guess the light was broken. It would only come on when she, he would talk to her. Wow. And then it would go back off when he, he would leave. So that's another light thing. And yeah. I know my cousin had something else. I don't really recall it at yeah. this time. Um, but it doesn't stop there with my father. So my, my dad was really scared of death. He wouldn't prepare a will. He wouldn't talk about it. And he found out he had stage four lung cancer um, a few years before this happened. And we tried to, you know talk about it and he had really bad temper he was irish (laughs) mixed with some other stuff but definitely had that irish temper um and so we just kind of dropped it with him and it seems like that carried over because after we had the funeral we drove back to the house and you know he he was remarried and when we came in there were several things knocked over in the house so one thing was a plant and then we went back to the bedroom to help my stepmom with something. And I had helped him with this gift. He had asked me one year to, you know, get this jewelry armoire, one of those small ones that just holds your jewelry that, had, that has like several, like five, six drawers in it. And it was knocked over. Oh, wow. And the drawer, there were like three drawers that were across the room, flipped upside down with all the jewelry on the floor. When we walked in the bedroom. And I remember my stepsister, like, we were trying to pick it up. And she goes, I'm really freaked out right now. Yeah. Like, she was, yeah. like, really. And my, my stepmom at the time was like, oh, it was the dog. The dog just knocked it over. But there's no way. No. Yeah. Not this thing. Maybe the plant. But it was just, like, it looked like enrage. Yeah. Like something had been knocked over. Now. It was really odd. But the thing is, guys, and, and I'm not saying you're understating it, but that thing wasn't just knocked over. That. That jewelry armoire, yeah. the drawers granted had been, I'm not kidding flung you, in. flung to the other side of the room. Mm-hmm. But this jewelry thing was on its top. It's not like it fell. Yeah. It had Split. fallen onto its top. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how you do yeah. that. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? In the, in the, I mean, that was the last thing that I really saw. But things kept happening after we left, like my stepmom would tell us about things that she would do, like the Christmas tree got knocked over at 3 a.m. one night, um, stuff like that. So it's it's appropriate for how my father would have felt to for that to have happened. Yeah. Right. Like he would have come back pissed, pissed off, <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, so, and so, I mean, it totally... Now, as far as, like, contacting me, I had one dream about two weeks after he passed, and... It's very similar to to your guys' experience where he didn't say anything. Um, And I saw him as I remember him as when I was a child. 
So he probably would have been in his late 30s, early 40s. Um, and he just walked up to me, gave me a hug, and then turned around and walked away. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And I haven't had anything since. So it was just like, goodbye. Yeah. Because he was on a ventilator when he passed and he couldn't mm-hmm. speak to us. He actually never woke back up. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's all he needed to say to me, mm-hmm. at least. But it's just weird that the dream thing. Yeah. Again. And they don't speak. Yeah. No. I don't know what that is. But it's like, you know what they're Maybe saying, they though. Or like, you can yeah. feel what they're saying. I don't, I don't know how to... That's why I was like, I don't know if it was telepathically... I know that she didn't actually say anything. It was just... But I knew that she right. was trying to tell me she's tired. Right. Kind of right. But, yeah. Right. And I didn't even, like, even hear words in my head. It was just like, I knew he I was feel... saying goodbye. Yeah. Like, yeah. goodbye. I well, love you. You know? Mm-hmm. If I can give a slight dis- little bit of a perspective on that evening in the hotel. Um, yeah, because you remember it more. I was so devastatingly tired yeah, and, um, from crying that I couldn't So white light. So if you could imagine what a, um, <laughs> a road flare, when it burns red. Oh, yeah. Imagine that brilliance, but brilliant white. Yeah, Whoa. it, was, it was. It's so hard to explain that to someone that it was just, I've never to this, to that Prior to that day, nor after, have ever seen that kind of light in my entire life. And what happened was we're in we're in two different beds. Was her and I one, and and the um her brother and sister in another. And I heard her brother get up, and I just kind of it's the military man in me. If I hear motion, I wake up, and I looked over, and I, and he at the top of his voice said, "Who is that?" Because he was looking at the sky. And when that happened, it just took off that's what woke us all up yeah the light moving woke us all up because we heard it and i feel like i remember it coming across the ceiling and down the wall yes i don't is that what you remember yes it did yeah wow so that it was odd that is definitely one of the ones that that when when somebody says i don't know if i believe in in ghost or anything like that I don't ever fight anybody on it because that's a very personal thing. I don't really have mm-hmm. an issue with it, but I offer that one a little bit, you know, cause I think she's okay with, with, you know, some time has passed. And if, you know, somebody asked me, that's one of the ones that I offer. I'm like, that was corroborated by four people yeah. mm-hmm. at, at a very specific time. It's not like that just meant, well, it did manifest, but it's not like it was, there wasn't a, um, I mean, there is a fire or strobe light, you know, in some of those rooms, oh, yeah. um, that if there's a fire, but you know what a strobe light yeah. looks like. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was not that. It just reminded me of like a burst of energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how I can explain it. Just like a huge burst of energy. Yeah. Like what you would imagine that to look like. Mm-hmm. Did, did it illuminate the, the room at all? Or was Every, it? Yes. Yeah. Everything. Mm-hmm. It almost crazy. turned it from night to day. Wow. It was, it was so bright. bright. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And it was startling. And it, I've never, it's hard to explain that you can hear light. But yeah, that I light mean, we could hear when you said that yeah. you you heard. It, I was like, you heard light, like that's the you know. <laughs> yes, it was so weird when it moved. It made noise. Yeah, hmm. like it had mass. Like I mean, I don't know how to describe it. Almost like not a not necessarily a buzzing sound, but you know, no. like how you would expect like energy to have mm-hmm. yeah. a sound. Okay, like I, electrical. Like if you sense. were to touch it, like it'd shock you. Like, like if you were like. Yeah, like next to a transformer or something where you hear that like buzzing, whirring sound. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That bright, too. Exactly that. Yeah, Yeah, and that bright. Yeah. Yeah. In a hotel room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
that's that's uh hope you don't mind i kind of no okay it's (laughs) fine because i i mean you know from that day my mind is kind of hazy from going through all of that so i don't i remember specifics about i do remember seeing it i remember it being bright but i don't remember exactly all the the details because i was half asleep as well Mm -hmm. so um but yeah it was it was odd yeah I've never heard anything Ooh. like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess like of orbs and stuff, but something mm-hmm. that bright, no, that's this crazy. Was... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then to this day, you know, I, you know, obviously the both of us, we're all in a, in a paranormal podcast. So what we do for, you know, that's, that's what both of us do. And I listen to other shows, yourselves and, and other shows that talk about it. I have yet to hear that again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's It was so unique that, it would it would only because of her dad and I know how he was. It, it matches would only, his personality. It matches his personality. Yeah, he's like, oh no, you're gonna lo- you're gonna know I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> like I am really ticked well, off right now that this happened. Another. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah, it was just wild. That's awesome. Well, and that's kind of kind of tying it into the celebration. It's where um, you know when when we talk about the ofrenda and we talk about um, kind of that thin veil with. Um, you know, with this celebration, um, if I've got it right, this is when family members can come and and see their loved ones, um, where that veil gets lifted for that that small amount of time. And I'm really trying not to sound like a Disney cartoon, yes. but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but Coco Coco was a really good movie. It was a good I movie. Thought. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I think it, at least, if anything, it brought awareness to the holiday and, and sure. why it is celebrated. Yeah. And I, I like that part about it. And it is an emotional movie. Yeah. Very. And I will say that as a, mm-hmm. and I don't mean this to sound like, you know, like I'm getting up on a soapbox or anything, but as a, as a brown skin person, we don't have a ton of Disney movie yeah. representations out there. So just to yeah. have our culture up there and, and be accepted like that, for me, was really awesome. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's a good one. Representation matters. That's right. I feel like I didn't realize that until I was older because even Blue Beetle to have a a Latino superhero, I was like, heck yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Things like that. Was that that good? I I liked it, honestly. Like, there's uh, George Lopez was surprisingly pretty hilarious. And I felt like there's little ways of. that they were talking or different words that they used or jokes and stuff that I just, uh, it, honestly, I walked out of there like feeling pretty proud uh, to awesome. be Latina. So. That's awesome. I haven't watched it and I desperately wanted it to be good because of that reason. Yeah. You know, we don't really, don't really have that, you know. Um, of course, you can say Zorro and stuff like that, but that's, I don't know, so stereotypical of certain things, which it's kind of hard sometimes, but... Yeah. yeah, it's getting awesome. better. We it is getting better. Got to keep working on it. Yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll digress <laughs> off my soap. <laughs> <laughs> I almost jumped on it, so I'm glad you did that. I was gonna like keep going. <laughs> Can't help it. It yeah. was just it's just cool. But um, well, so yeah, I mean that's kind of that's yeah. kind of what this this celebration is about. Um, you know, I know a lot of uh, listeners and watchers, you know, may not have submitted, but. You know, it's always still up there. You can still email us. Um, you can reach out to Eric and to Michelle too. Um, and you know, it's not doesn't have to be the end of the conversation. It was just an opportunity for people to to talk, you know, and, mm-hmm. and get their get their voices heard. But 
It is a kind of a touching subject, and it's a little close to the vest, so I'm mm-hmm. sure some people probably had a problem with that. That's mm, fine. Yeah, it's a hard to talk about, but if anything, you know, you need to find someone to talk to, I think. Yeah, for sure. To feel not alone that you're having these experiences, because more people have them than you know. Yep. Yeah. They just don't want don't want to talk about it. And again... Well, listen, guys, you... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and again, if, if, if ever there was a day that you're going to share this, it would be today. Because again, yep. this is mm-hmm. what this Agreed. day is about. It's about celebrating those loved ones that have passed on, you know. And again, this isn't. It's not just the this specific like Dia de los Muertos itself may be a Mexican or, or a Latino, you know, celebration. Tradition. But tra- yes, tradition. But death has been celebrated in multiple cultures. The Vikings, Absolutely. you know. Uh, the druids mm-hmm. every there's so many cultures that have celebrated uh death and and they're they're you know in different ways of course but yeah i mean if there if ever was a day that you were gonna you know you're gonna talk to somebody about it or talk to to you know uh, tell your stories your definitely be today yeah sure well it makes sense i love that i love that yeah. too great way to close that up <laughs> that's perfect <laughs> In closing, Michelle, did you want to add anything? No, I mean, yeah, just kind of seconding what what Eric, you know, just said, and and I, I would love for, I don't know, us as a society, whatever, to not be so afraid of death and and be able to, yeah. I mean, instead of funerals, celebration of life, kind of thing. Like, let's let's be happy for what we had. Absolutely, you know, yeah. not quite. As we definitely good as Eric. need to get back. <laughs> Yeah, to to those those <laughs> really good those ancient you know celebrations that mm-hmm. we all come from. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, especially in America, we <laughs> we all come from somewhere else, except for maybe yours. Yeah, Native American. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and even then, there's theories on that, but we're not going to go down that <laughs> rabbit hole right now. Um, <laughs> but um, you need to look into into your genealogy see you know the lands that you come from because they're all very similar and i was actually talking to him about you know because i i look and i've got all the north european ancestry so druids all Mm -hmm. that stuff and then the sow went and when i was reading everything about it it sounds so much like yeah the dead this yes Yes, the dead. everything, I mean, is very similar. Now, they, they incorporated, like, the harvest and stuff mm-hmm. as well in that celebration. That's the only thing I found just a little bit different, but everything else was exactly the same I mean, from they, what I saw. They they even used to dress up as, you know, once the Catholic Church mm-hmm. started getting involved as well, they started, they would dress up as, you know, angels, saints, and devils on All mm-hmm. Hallows' Eve, you know? Yep, mm-hmm. there so, you go. Mm-hmm. Well, and Halloween yeah. doesn't come from here. Yeah. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, and it's always been interesting for me because I uh so on on my father's side I'm um uh I come from I'm a Yaki. Yeah, um which is an Aztec descendant. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but in in southern Arizona that's kind of either it's kind of either Navajo Yaki, it's kind of that whole area, but you know, we come from the Sierra Madres, which is pretty far down into Mexico. Uh, the Baca de Aguashi area. So a lot of the same traditions and same things that have come from that, you know, that area, um, <clears throat> sorry, that, that have made it up to, to America now, you know, we still share a lot in common. So it's always been one of those things where, 
you know, I, we still do the quinceañeras. We still do the, you know, I was raised in quinceañeras, you know, it's caballero. God, I don't know, probably a million times in my life, you know? So, um, but, uh, but yeah, I just, I'm so happy we had a chance to talk about this because it's always been one of those things that have been kind of in the back of my mind that I really wish I'd have wrapped my head around more. And I'm just glad that, that, you know, I found it at least at this stage of life. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. It's never so, too late. So here's all the, okay. Yep. No, it's, oh, it's yeah. never too late, right? <laughs> never too late. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, um, let's talk about. Uh, we believe to you. Where, where can where can people find you? You have your script pulled up, Eric? Uh, no, I don't. But, <laughs> uh, you can find us on we our website. We believe to you dot com, Facebook, Instagram. We do have a Twitter X, whatever it's we called now, but we don't barely. use it, so yeah. don't don't go don't there. Neither do we really. Uh, no. Facebook, Instagram, and like I said, we do have our website. If you want to check us out, we do have a shop where you can get some merch. Um, and we do have an episode about Dia de los Muertos that we put out exactly one year ago. So if you want to check that out for a little bit of a deeper dive as to the tradition and where it comes from and all that, we gave like a brief summary here, but, uh, we go mm-hmm. a little bit deeper there. So if you want to check that Great out. Great show, by the way. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, should have pulled up the number, but oh, wait, sorry. I should have pulled up the episode it's number. It's 100, I thought. 100, oh yeah, yeah, it is. It's 100. 100. Yeah. That's one yeah. episode yeah. 100. <laughs> See, look at that <laughs> repping. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but, yeah, no problem. Um, so I know your podcast is available on um, on Apple, but are, what other platforms are you guys on? Spotify, Spotify, anywhere you can find it, and it's also on our website. Audible. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh no. Well, and same for us. We're kind of on Apple, every single other platform you could stick a podcast these days, and of course. On YouTube, if you guys are still on, please like, subscribe, that whole fun thing that people yeah. say. I always hate saying that in all our videos. Yeah. That's why I never say it. <laughs> Although I know I'm supposed to somehow, mm-hmm. but um, but no. Guys, thanks again for for hanging out and, and, and exploring this with us. Thank you for kind of being a sounding board of some stuff that I clearly just didn't know any of the one of us really did. I definitely learned some stuff from you yeah. tonight. So absolutely. Yeah. And Mm-hmm. Again, thank you for sharing such close to the vest and, and mm-hmm. personal stories. We really do appreciate that. Um, thank you for um, giving us that platform to do so. Yeah. This was fun. Maybe we can enjoyed... coerce you guys to go ahead. No, I said this was fun. I really enjoyed doing this. I, I just kind of blocked out well, the, the whole it's live and just pretended yeah. like we were just. <laughs> exactly. it was all of us. It's no different than recording yeah. a regular yeah. episode, really. It's just people can talk to us if they want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, uh, if you guys feel up to it sometime, we can run it back, you know? Definitely. doesn't always have to be just this one. For sure. That'd be good. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, in closing, guys, thank you so much. And um, we'll go ahead and end it. And for anybody online, again, this will- Thank you for watching. Yeah. Thank you for watching it. Oh, and by the way, this will, yeah, this will also be in podcast form. um, So it will be released as a regular show. So anybody who's listening to it now know that this was once a live show. (laughs) And uh, if we do it again, we'd love to have you guys. So um, with that, I'll I'll give you guys some evening. Bye. Bye. Music by Carl Casey at White Bad Audio. Check out our YouTube at Generation X Paranormal. Also, check out our Facebook, Generation X Paranormal Podcast. Love to have you. See you then. <laughs>